0: Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Heyo! Hi, friends! Happy Wednesday! We need to start coming up with new ways to say happy Wednesday, and hump day is not acceptable. I do like the term hump day. You hate it. Uh, of course you do. I hate it so much.
1: Happy day. We have got a super fun jam-packed show today. First, we are chatting with multi-platinum pop star, Andy
0: Grammer. And then we're chatting with manifestation expert, Kyle Corley, to learn easy ways to get exactly what you want in your life.
1: And then lastly, we're serving you a little bit of that hottie hot gas.
0: But as always, we have our hashtag swag bag.
1: And up next... Take it away, Lou. Tits gonna... and chips. All right. Can I go first with my tits yes, and my shits? Yes, please.
0: I don't have mine yet, so go for it. So when we were on vacation, so bacon is delicious. Can we all just agree? I mean, as a Jew, I would like to confirm that bacon is, in fact, delicious. Bacon is delicious. However,
1: I don't eat bacon that often because... Um, of so many reasons that I, I will not mention, but you know all of them. But <laughs> my favorite sandwich in the world, and I call this my vacation sandwich, is a BLT. I love mm, a BLT. I do too. So Luna, when we were on vacation, we had bacon and Luna had bacon and she's had bacon a couple other times. So the other day I was asking her what she wanted for breakfast and she goes, um, can I have a, some of that crispy meat, That that meat, that long crispy meat? I was like, bacon? She's like, yes. <laughs> I, th- the, I was like, long crispy meat is the best description of bacon. Also the most...
0: Unappetizing. <laughs> Long crispy meat. So that made me really
1: happy. Um, I was like, you are a goddamn genius. Seeing her play with other kids, she's been extra cuddly. She's also been extra like manipulative, but extra cuddly, like just like rapturously snuggling, just so delicious. She loves babies. So we were on vacation with my family and there was a couple babies there and she was just so good with the babies. She was so cute, just like so adorable. Um, and then I don't know if this is a tits or a shits. I think it's a tits, but pretty much everyone else thought it was the shits. We had dance parties like every day at the beach with the babysitters. And Luna got up against her cousin and said, pop that pussy like this. Pop that pussy like this. Because <laughs> we listened to my neck, my back. And I didn't realize that she was listening to the words. So she went up to her cousin Tucker and was like,
0: pop that pussy like this. Oh, my God. I was like, yes! <laughs> Like, you know, Matt and I have this ongoing fight about cursing and language, and even I'm uncomfortable with that. Pop that pussy like this. Pop that pussy like this. Everyone was like, yo, she's going
1: to school in the fall. We better get
0: this in check. And that is my concern for you is that (laughs) the last thing you want is her going to a school in Montclair and saying, pop that pussy like this. I just, like, don't see this ending well for you. Oh, it made me so happy, though. I'm it's like, really oh, funny. I it's know. really funny and stuff, but. This is why probably I maybe should have had a kid. Anyway. I feel on that one. Not <sighs> for you, for myself, where it's just like, oh, I didn't want to change everything about myself. I take humor over appropriateness
1: all the time, which is maybe <sighs> not the best for a parent. Yeah. Know your
0: audience, Carrie. Pop my pussy like this.
1: She's a good dancer, by the way. My actual, my shits, not everybody else's shits, which was Luna saying, pop that pussy like this, is um, vacation with kids. Mm. Now, my sister has three boys. They were all sick during the entire vacation.
0: Oh, fun. Also, uh,
1: I've just come to realize that vacationing with children isn't actually vacationing. It's like a different kind of vacation. I guess I just have to embrace that for a little while. Gone are the days where I could read a book, on a beach or even be at the beach sitting in a chair without sand on me for any length of time. Yeah. I saw a meme, I think in the New Yorker cartoon or whatever. It was like a man outside on a beach and he was like, vacation is so relaxing. And inside the woman was like cleaning the entire house and putting sunscreen on the kids. Yeah, And I was like, yeah, it just wasn't relaxing. It was fun. It just was not. And that's that
0: you had a babysitter or two with you. Yeah, we had two. Yeah.
1: The babysitters were really for, like, Gina's kids. I mean, they kind of watched Luna, but it's just—
0: Gina needed to bring two babysitters with her on vacation. She did. That is the bougiest shit, and they (laughs) couldn't watch Luna? Well, they were watching Luna, too, sometimes,
1: but it wasn't like— Somebody always had a kid. A grown-up always
0: had a kid. I mean, I I think
1: the whole time I had an hour and a half where I was alone with my stepmom on the beach, having a deep heart-to-heart, and that's about it. And I slept in one day
0: huh so. so this brings me to hot goss non-celebrity no one anyone knows edition okay somebody I know I just thought this was so easy somebody I know has had this like awakening you know so many people have had this awakening she skews on like QAnon conspiracy is this that same
1: girl that you're always talking about
0: I think so I'm pretty okay. sure she's like an anti-vaxxer mm-hmm. and an anti-masker and all that other stuff she's like bought an RV and now her vacations are they traveling in RV. And then she posted this picture of her nanny with them in the RV. And I was like, what's the point? What's the point of yeah. vacationing in that fashion if you still bring your nanny with you.
1: Yeah, I just I think I have to reframe or I need to take two vacations. I need to take a baby free vacation and then I need to take a kid vacation.
0: I don't know. I don't know the answer here because I agree with you. I mean, I think when they get a little bit older, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to change. You know, like Sebastian is finally old enough where I can be like, just take your iPad and go watch a movie or go play a game or something. And that buys us a little bit of time. But I totally understand what you're Saying. I just want
1: a vacation where I can bring a small suitcase. Oh my god and I can just do whatever I, about I want. That fight? No we have a big small suitcase fight in our house every time we travel.
0: No, 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 not the big small suitcase. But Matt notoriously is like every time we pack to go somewhere, he's like, you're in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood. And oftentimes I am in a bad mood. This last time I was not. And he was he's always like, why? What are you? So I can't when you get this moody, I just I don't know what to do. And I'm like, maybe it's because I have to pack for everyone everyone in this house minus you. Well, also, I also feel like we also sort of have to pack for them because,
1: like, inadvertently, not inadvertently, that's not the right word, always, Lee's like, I have a stomachache. Do you have something? Right, and I'm like, right. why? Yes, I brought Nexium because I know every time we eat crap food on vacation, yes. you have heartburn and then can't sleep. So yes, I packed yes. you a Nexium. Or he doesn't bring sunscreen ever.
0: Right. Or that. Hey, can you make sure you grab Sebastian's twin size air mattress, inflatable air mattress, so that you know, like these little, all these little things that are just like
1: swim diapers, medicine. It's just like yes. <sighs> And then when you come home, it's like all that laundry and unpacking for all those people too. So it's like, I still haven't even unpacked for Luna. Our house is still a mess. We've been home for a day. I chose to do grocery shopping before I unpacked because I had to feed my kids. It's just like, I just want a vacation where I take a small suitcase. I go, I come back. There's not that much to do except empty the four things from the small suitcase. I've read two books. I've slept well. Like, I just would like that kind of vacation
0: at some point. Momtourage tour 2022. Manifest. Yep. Okay, so yes, your tits and shits. Uh, my tits and shits. Well, uh, we went to Matt's family's cabin one night this weekend. And um, I've really done just so much talking and so much thinking. And you guys will hear a little bit more about it later in the show. But about how COVID has really changed so many different aspects of our lives. And not necessarily for the worse. You know, there are some out of this very large tragedy some things that have come out of it like the way we socialize is very different and it was really nice it was really nice and you know we've done this throughout the summer it was really nice to be at the cabin with a group of friends all with their kids and like you know it's not like this is a bougie cabin you've been there it's it's a rustic cabin and it's just nice that like this is the way socialization has gone now I mean the nights of like you know the days of being at work all day and then heading out to some event or something, they don't happen anymore. And I'm kind of dreading when they do start to because I'm just like not there mentally. And I don't know how or if I will be able to get back there. So it's not so much that I had a good time, which I did. By the way, we we played this game called Do or Drink. It was lame at Sebastian's birthday because we needed to shuffle it. And honestly, it's good that it was lame. The secret to the game is be very drunk. Already before you start. Oh, yeah. Because like by the end of the game, all three of the guys were naked at some point. (laughs) Matt sat on a bench with his pants down and Clementine like covering his Jimmy. Um, (laughs) The other two guys had to do like a naked run. You know, like just silly. It was like silly Fun, like the kind of nothing too scandalous. There was, it was just silly fun, the kind you used to have, like pre-kid times. And it we was gotta just play like- this. It, we, yeah, but we, it has to be a big group and it has it can't to be, be like, at,
1: at a kid's birthday
0: party. No, no, it can't. It has to be like when you're in that frame of mind. I mean, like we're all old, right? Like one friend vomited the next day. Everyone felt like shit in the morning. Like we're all just like struggling to be functioning humans. But there was something really simple. You know, there's appropriate times for that level of drinking. And I think this was it. It was just like a, a simple Thing. like no one's caring about money and no one's caring about work and no one's caring about the kids were asleep it was just like let's be silly and have fun and I really enjoyed it uh my shits are I think that perhaps the good times with Sebastian uh, may have come to an end oh no. I'm not sure I'm knocking on wood course uh, <laughs> Hey, ding-dong, that was me. Yeah, he's turning into a little bit of a terror again. And I'm really, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's talking about punching everyone. He comes home and he says, I was a bad boy to my teacher today. And I'm like, all right, so then don't be? Like, Is he more of a Luke Perry than a Jason Priestley? Jason Priestley? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. And he's a Dylan.
1: I mean, Dylan was hot. Dylan was hot. But like... But Dylan's mom was probably so stressed out about it. So... I mean, for those of you young people that don't understand, we're making original 90210 references for all you young people.
0: And honestly, get out of here if you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Stop listening. we don't we want, don't you want anyway. any part of you. Dude, I don't know. I'm just hoping it's not the end. I'm hoping everything is, he's going to be fine. And it's just like a couple of days, but uh, I guess I'll update you in the next episode. It
1: made me, when you said
0: it, I wanted to do the TikTok song. Oh, no. Oh, yes. no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, Oh no, no, no. But you and I do have a collective tit
1: yes
0: (laughs) we do what is it yes so last week oh yes we do okay (laughs) we got the opportunity to chat with multi-platinum pop star andy Grammer, which was really fun really cool and we wanted to share it with you guys i thought maybe you bought me a present or something i I, (laughs) no sorry and up next we have that amazing interview Today's guest is a multi-platinum pop singer and songwriter, record producer, husband, and father whose most recent project has him teaming up with Quaker Chewy, raising $200,000 for the American Camp Association to help send kids to camp. Welcome, Andy Grammer.
2: What up, Momtrage? Good to be here.
1: Thank you. So, you know, we don't get the chance to talk to a lot of dads here on Mom-tourage. I You can tell in the title. Yes. <laughs> Although we have dads that are in the Momtourage so you can be a part of that. But what's your favorite part of kid-filled summers?
2: Mm. I mean, it's, it's the best. I just spent like four days with my brother and his family and my kids and it was just a lot of like rolling around on the floor, wrestling with, with little kids. It's the best, you know? I have a, a one-year-old and a four-year-old and and they just want to like play all the time and, and uh, make forts and tease each other. It's fantastic.
0: Harry's in a vacation home right now with like 16 children. Yeah, and they're screaming, the floor is lava
1: in the next <laughs> room. So hopefully you won't hear that. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking
2: about. It's like equal parts, like the best thing ever. And also like, this is so intense.
0: Correct. That's what I said. It's both going to be good and bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the second we heard about your teaming up with Quaker Chewy, we knew we needed to hear more about it. Our listeners needed to hear about it. Can you fill us all in? Tell us what's going on.
2: Yes. Okay, so me and Quaker Chewy, we raised $200,000 to send to the American Camp Association so more kids can go to camp. And we did this through writing a song with me and they submitted lyrics about camp and then me and my four-year-old daughter compiled it and we wrote a song together that has hand motions and it's super awesome. Uh, And I can't wait to share with everyone.
1: I have FOMO because I was never allowed to go to camp. My mom was like, you can't go to camp. You're from the beach. We don't have money. You can't go. And I always wanted to go to camp. I was like, craft me up
0: in a camp, please.
2: Yes. So fun. Camp's the best.
0: I'm a Jew who never went to camp. Sadly, I feel like I missed out. That's the strangest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) <laughs> I missed out on like a pivotal part of camp. I mean, what hot American summer is even like a, a Jewish summer camp? I just totally. missed out. It's pretty fun. You mentioned this song. So where can people listen to the song and hear yes. their submitted lyrics? And where can we find this?
2: So it's going to be released on ChewyCampTrack.com and I think on YouTube as well.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. And people will be able to hear the lyrics that they've submitted. I
2: got all of them. And then me and my daughter sat down. They're all on the floor. And we started taking from this person and we took this line and from this one and we put it all together and made a song. It was
0: really fun. Oh, and it's so much more special that you did it with her. Yeah, so, she's awesome. We encourage everyone who's part of the momtrage, which is now including you, if you yes. have us, to share a mom or in this case, dad rage. Some silly little moment or aspect of parenting that's just like too much to handle, but because being a great parent doesn't mean being perfect, we can actually talk about
2: these things. I don't even Do have, a, have- I, don't, I immediately know what it is.
0: Oh, please share. Okay, great. No question, (laughs)
2: no question what it is. And I, I'm not, I don't know. There's gotta be a better way with these car seats. There has to be a better way. And I don't know why it makes me get so rageful so quickly. I think usually it's it's like hot out here in LA right now. And when you're trying to, I know that it has a clicker and it's supposed to be easy, but like the whole (laughs) situation of it is enraging and And you're moving it a lot of time. It's just so frustrating.
1: I'm laughing because literally earlier today, I put my kid in the car seat and it was like moving all around. I'm like, I don't think a car seat is supposed to be moving this much around. We did something wrong. We
0: did something wrong.
1: It's 2021.
2: Someone has to figure out how to do this in a way that is not rocket science. I feel stupid and angry and hot every time I do it.
0: I've actually considered going to like the police department or the fire station where they tell you you can have your car seat put in properly. Because I'm just like... I give up. I throw in the towel. Just help me. That's your next
1: uh, campaign. You'll do a car seat campaign and we'll be here to help you uh, launch that. I'm
2: super down with that. Yes. Very frustrating.
1: Andy, I mean, everybody knows you are already, but please plug yourself. Plug everything you want to plug. Plug Quaker, the American Camp Association, all the things. Just tell everyone where we can find you.
2: Be on the lookout for this camp song as well as my new single, Lease on Life, just came out. Uh, Go check that out. Look, I got a new record coming this year that I'm really proud of. I think people are going to like it. And Awesome. uh, Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Good luck with the rest of your day.
2: Thank you so, so much. Nice to meet you both.
0: What a super fun interview. He is so handsome. He is very handsome. The fun does not end with Andy Grammer. Let's talk about manifestation. All right, guys, we have an amazing guest today. We have a manifestation expert. Pyle Corley of Affirmation Addict. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming. Let's get right to it, Pyle. We are so excited to have you on. We are constantly trying to manifest. I tried to manifest something this morning.
1: I tried to manifest personal assistance for me and Ashley this morning. That was my most recent manifestation. And how did it go? I mean, I don't have one yet, but it was just mere hours. So
0: So let's get to the bottom of it. Can you really explain to us what manifestation is for people who are not down the spiritual TikTok wormhole like we are?
3: (laughs) Absolutely. So in my opinion, manifestation is something that we're always doing. It is always happening, whether you want it to, to happen or not. And what I mean by that is, manifestation is like things coming into fruition based off of your reality. So a lot of people have the misconception that manifestation is things popping up out of nowhere miraculously. But I think that's a really unfair pressure to put on something you're trying to manifest because it almost makes it harder. You feel like it's impossible, and it makes it feel so out of out of grasp. That way, I. Think manifestation, understanding that we're always manifesting, even if we're not putting in the effort because it's based on your vibration. It's based on your energy. It's based on the thoughts that are going hundred miles an hour in your head. It's based on how you're reacting to someone cutting you off on the road. Do you get mad or are you kind of neutral energy? Always mad. (laughs) Exactly. So maybe we can shift that. (laughs) So if you want to manifest, it's really not so much about, okay, I want my soulmate or I want to manifest 100K, it's more so how can I feel a little bit better or feel a little bit more calmer or how can I feel a little bit more at ease? Throughout the process and throughout everything that life throws at me. Because then it'll start to come into your reality a lot faster. Because if we, it's kind of through a law of attraction where if I have a really chaotic energy. So say I'm running around, I'm only gonna continue to attract because like attracts like more chaotic stuff.
1: I feel personally attacked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a lovely example because you just told me you were like, I need to manifest calm. I was like, perfect. And so that's kind of what just keeps happening and it's really like can I take a pause can I breathe can I be like I'm fine and it just that pause like taking yourself out of that cycle is those daily shifts in manifestation that help you actually manifest the big stuff like that 100k like that soulmate or whatever you're trying to manifest you know
1: this makes so much sense I mean this is this is gonna since I just outed myself this is kind of like a do as I say not as I do I guess but as a meditation teacher that aligns like a lot with what we teach in meditation that it's really about you can't change what's going to happen, but you can change your reaction to it. And by changing this mindset, then everything sort of goes into the groove of life a little bit easier. And so this seems like a much more non-woo-woo, but also woo-woo way of thinking about manifestation.
3: Yeah, I absolutely think that like the woo-woo is so fun. But I think like people put so much in the woo They put so much pressure. They put like, that's the only way to do it and it's right or wrong. And then it's like, you're not even having fun with it. Like you're focusing on, am I messing this up or not? So that's why I like bringing it into that not woo I think all of woo stuff is fun. We can talk all about crystals, all about numbers, love all that stuff. But I really don't think that's the essence of manifestation. It's really a day-to-day lifestyle in my books.
1: Ashley and I are seeing all these TikToks all the time that say stuff like, <laughs> save the- this, this many times, write it on a piece of paper, burn it, turn in a circle four times, or whatever it is, you know? And it <laughs> yeah. seems like so particular. Like one person says seven times, another person says four
0: times. You're like, how many times is it, man? Tesla said three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, (laughs) nine times at night. I have to like write it down because I'm like, how many times in the afternoon? I'm so confused. And it
1: seems just like so hokey and like specific and weird. Like, what do you think about, I mean, you sort of said it a little bit in the first that that's not your cup of tea, but like, you know, I'm sure you encounter these people. Like, what what is your take on all of that?
3: Yeah, I think my take as to why they it. I think that doesn't matter. What I think people are trying to do is give structure. And the reason it's so confusing, the reason there's one person says six, one person says morning, one person says evening is because it actually has it doesn't matter. It's seriously what works for you. And what matters is actually the repetition. And that's why where the affirmation comes in is our beliefs are formed through whatever we hear often enough. So if I told you The sun was red, whatever, versus yellow or orange in the sky. If I told you the sun was red enough times, if you grew up hearing that, you would have that belief system. Our belief system. That is the bottom line of every cult. Exactly. (laughs) Seriously. It's true. And that's why cults work, is because your belief systems are impacted by repetition. And so that's why they say repeat it four times, repeat it eight times. It's just the more and more you can repeat it, the better. But there's also like a lens of, you don't have to over repeat it too. So there's so many like nuances in the sense where like, you can try super hard, but you want to be relaxed. And that's to me, the confusing part of manifestation, not six times versus eight times. But like, how do I say it six times? And then just stop? Like, what do you do after that? I feel personally attacked, because that is my biggest issue,
0: right? <laughs> so I'm like type A mm-hmm. Virgo. For me, I'd like I'm a hustler. I will work and work mm-hmm. and work. And I. if you tell me that there's a form to manifest, I will do it until I am bloody if I need to. But... Mm-hmm. Ashley, that is aggressive. Don't, you don't need to be bloody. You don't but need I'm to be I'm just saying... Intense. I like the passion. I'm saying, <laughs> like, if somebody was, like, hit your head against the wall 15 times every day and say it over and over again, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, I could probably do this gently. <laughs> Carrie and I both bought this book, E Squared... I'm sure you've heard of it. Oh, I love that. I'm just going
1: to say, for all those people who are not into woo-woo, my very good psychiatrist, doctor, recommended that book. So there is some science behind it and
0: she was the one that recommended it. Anyway, go ahead. So this E-squared book, we were doing each of the things together, right? And I'll be honest with you, like if things worked, I didn't notice it. And it wasn't until I saw some like video of Oprah talking and Oprah (laughs) said, the thing with manifestation is you can't want it so badly. She's like, you need to like do the work release it, and then just wait. Stop trying to will it. Stop trying to do all that. And that's me. I'm a pusher. So for me, it's like not pushing my way is very difficult. So with all that being said, how do we manifest? What is the basic procedure for manifesting?
3: Yeah, so basic procedure if you want a structure and to start, it's seriously about getting clear as to what you want. So do you want a new home? Do you want a new car? And once you know what it is that you want, maybe it's something that's not a physical thing, maybe it's inner peace, whatever you want, ask yourself, why do you want it? What do you think that's going to bring you? What is a new car going to bring you? Is it going to make you feel good, make you feel happy, make you feel successful, make you feel like you have a lot of money, what is that feeling you're searching for? And then how can I tap into that feeling day to day? That's why Oprah was saying, "Mm -hmm." I'm sorry, is there a wrong answer? What
0: if you want the car because you it does, it does something for your ego and it makes you feel
3: it validates your ego. That's okay. Okay. That's fine. Like that's one layer of manifestation where it's okay because I believe that we all need to go through that in order to get to the point where our ego isn't as powerful. So I think that's okay. I think it teaches us everything. Okay. Um, So there's no right or wrong to why you want it. The fact is being brutally honest with yourself and not judging yourself. So if you're like, honestly, it's because I think I'll feel better about myself. That's fine. At least you're able to acknowledge that. And that's actually the root of what you're trying to work towards. You're just trying to work towards feeling better about yourself. So now it's kind of like the car is there. How can I feel better about myself? towards everything else in my day-to-day life. And so it's like, can I create feeling better in my daily life? Can I feel better just through the little things that I do? So does that make sense?
1: Yeah. You were saying before that then you bring that feeling into your life every day, like that's the homework? Exactly.
3: That's your homework. And so that's where affirmations come in is say it's like, I want to feel better. I want to feel good. And you can even say affirmations for, I want to manifest a car. You have to say affirmations for the things that you are trying to create because that's the repetition that's going to help shift your subconscious mind that's one tool there's so many other tools to manifest like you can do it in your head by visualizing all that all of these tools are doing is reconfirming literally repeating what it is that you want so it's just exposing yourself to that enough so it feels familiar and it feels attainable to yourself
1: like what a vision board would also do is that you're getting the visual
0: part of the like affirmation That's a big premise to the secret, right? Is vision boarding.
3: It is. That is a huge premise. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing that the secret is missing is the day-to-day component. So yes, you can make your vision board, but what do you do once you make it? It's not about just making the vision board, knowing what you want. It's also about embodying that now. That's why Oprah was saying, you can't be desperate for it. That's why you embody it now, because if you're not desperate and you feel it now, you won't feel like something's missing from your life. That's the hardest part about manifestation is if you feel desperate while you're manifesting you're literally attracting more desperation Mm. so it's really important to be self-aware throughout the process am i doing this out of desperation or is this fun and i actually feel better with it so that's the self-awareness that's necessary am i feeling stressed that if I do this wrong, it won't manifest, then you're going to actually just create more stress for yourself. Understanding the underlying kind of energy you're feeling when you're doing all these fun tools. If you're having fun feeling good, go for it. That if you're stressing six times versus seven times, morning versus evening, there's a lot of work to be done first before we can get to even writing the affirmations.
1: Can I ask a quick question that is not one of our questions, which is, okay, so what if you want to manifest like seven things? (laughs) Should you take them one at a time Or should you like, how should we unpack this? Should we like, I mean, a lot of times I think the root of what all the things you want is the same feeling, which is kind of interesting, but should we take Mm -hmm. them one at a time? Should we work, work on one manifestation at a time? Like what, in your experience, what do you think is the best way to handle that?
3: In my experience, I think like my philosophy is like the universe is limitless. Possibilities are infinite. So why limit? If it's stressful for you or if you're like constantly like you do manifestation work and then you're like where is it and you're searching then i think you might need to take it easy but if you're like this is fun i'm just experimenting let's go for it then go for all of them there's no such thing as having too many desires because they're in your heart for a reason
0: okay so let's say carrie and i have this thing that we want to manifest together which is we want to go on tour in 2022 Let's pretend there's no COVID issues. There's nothing. Just 2022 is our goal to go on tour. What should we mm-hmm. be doing, Carrie? Is that a fair one for you?
1: Yeah, it's 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 like what are the daily things? Like what are? Give us some examples of how we should be bringing this into fruition. Is that what you're asking, Ash?
0: Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was like a fair. I mean, yeah. you and I have so many shared ones for mom trash, but that's like <laughs> a personal assistant. But going on tour in 2022, we've been talking about like, that for a lot, a lot yeah. of time. Yeah.
3: Okay. So going on tour, tell me, why do you want to go on tour and what do you think that's going to make you feel? What does that mean for you guys to go on tour? Well, for me, it means that
0: we are at a level of success with this thing that we have been working very hard on to like go on tour and do this thing where we just get to be ourselves with one of my best friends, get a little bit of a break from my kid. We have this like stupid fantasy of like sitting in hotel rooms with takeout chilies and like a bunch of cocktails watching like Housewives. Carrie, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I just think that one of my important
1: feeling for me is freedom, like that word. And so this embodies freedom in a couple ways. It embodies financial freedom, but it also involves taking a mini vacation and exploring with a best friend yeah. away from our daily grind, which also feels like freedom. And it involves us being able to be in front of people kind of improving, which is our other. Doing what we love, yeah. Yeah, doing what we love.
3: I love Love that. Okay, so you guys said a couple things that I think are perfect for us to kind of continue on this. So one thing that um, Ashley mentioned is you were saying it'll feel like we've reached a certain level of success. And then Carrie mentioned freedom. So what those kind of boil down to is that enoughness and you guys are doing enough. You're good enough. Your business is enough. Like your podcast is enough. Totally. So that's one thing I would say is our podcast is enough. momtraj is enough. That's an affirmation, I would say, but then dive deeper into it what does that even mean? What does that look like? Can I start feeling that today? Why can't you like our feelings are simply a choice, right? It feels like they're not it feels like we can only feel per what happens in our outside world. But that's actually a reaction, I can consciously say and say, I choose to feel like I'm enough. Yes, I might have conflicting thoughts, it's not gonna not make sense in my head, but I can choose to declare that and that declaration and that takes courage. That's where you should start in that area. The other area that you guys mentioned was that you're, going to take mini vacations get takeout chili in a hotel right so i mean
1: seriously
0: that is like a big part of this <laughs> no,
3: no no i'm right there with it you it doesn't have to be chilies we'll settle for outback you know yeah it's fine okay perfect just outback let's do it all right so is there a time where you guys have sat there together ordered takeout and relaxed, not feeling like you have to grind so much is there a time that oh my you God. two recently actually that
0: time in your bed where we watched <laughs>
1: videos do you remember that and how long
3: ago was that
0: couple months ago. I mean, after every live show,
3: Carrie. Yeah, that's true. Yes,
0: yes. After our live show, we like sit there and decompress and hang out and probably stay up too late and talk shit, you know,
3: and talk about freeing Britney. (laughs) (laughs) So one thing you mentioned is you only do that after a live show, which is kind of like you have to earn that, right? Like that's still that enoughness. So what if you guys did that for no reason? For fun on a random night, maybe ask someone else to take care of the kiddos and just even if you don't sleep over, or stay somewhere, but just order that takeout and do it for no reason. Because right now there's still that reason attached to it. So that's what I would recommend. Starting to live that stuff out now and creating those moments in your reality. What would make you feel more freedom? And what would make you feel like you're having more fun even if it has nothing to do with your business? Those are the types of things you're craving. So how can you bring those into your daily life? Like what's something super fun you could do today? Maybe you just like let loose with your kids. Maybe you're normally like, oh my gosh, I need to just take care of my kid and I want to work. But maybe you can just shift that one moment during one hour of playtime and have fun with them and just be free with them, live into their life. This is why you're an expert. Let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Just had like an Oprah aha moment. My husband and I, or my baby daddy and I always talk about how I have this like this Irish working class mindset that nothing worth getting shouldn't be super hard and that I should always come from a place of like working too hard in order to feel like I deserve stuff. And he does not. He feels like everything that comes to him, he deserves and that work smarter, not harder. And the reality is that more things come to him than come to me. And he's always like, yeah. you got to change this like poverty mindset that you have where you're just like always thinking that you're just going to kill yourself and nothing's going to happen. And that's really kind of what you're tapping into with this is that you're enough mm-hmm. and you deserve it without killing yourself. And Ashley and I are very much like we got to work to deserve it when this is really tapping into an intrinsic mindset shift for Ashley and I that we deserve it without having to work and without having to earn it, so to speak.
0: I mean, look at one's. I hate to bring it up, but when we got the first podcast, Mm -hmm. I had felt like all the work finally paid off. I mean, that was the thought repeatedly. All the work Mm -hmm. finally paid off. Years and years and years of working finally paid off. And you're right. Like, what an interesting perspective that, yeah, okay, we've done years and years of work, but maybe it doesn't have to be years and years of work.
1: There's plenty of people that achieve success without years of work, and it doesn't mean they don't deserve it. You know what I mean? And so I just think you just really like, I should be paying you the thousands of dollars that I've been paying in therapy for a while. But it's like a real mindset shift for Ashley and I that you know, right now is going directly against what we want to manifest. And so working from a deeper level, maybe we've been like sabotaging some of our manifestations by just this this really deep mindset that's been ingrained in us, probably from our parents who came from not a wealthy lifestyle. And so they felt the same thing that really it goes way
3: deeper. Absolutely. Yeah. And when it comes to like our parents and that deeper mindset, I think you're right. The reason I like asking that, I think it's hard for people to come to that realization themselves that all I'm really seeking is that worthiness is that enoughness we're all in such a mindset and mentality of gotta keep going more gotta keep going gotta produce more content gotta work harder gotta put more hours into this because what I put in is what I get out but actually what about the energy you're putting in what about the intention that counts too and that's just not normal in our society yet that's not a normal thought a normal belief but that brings so much more ease into everything and then you're coming from a place of i'm good enough i'm gonna put my best foot forward and yeah that sounds super cheery optimistic but it actually shifts the way your content is received to the listeners who it reaches it is such an energetics game like there's so much into that that Where you come from makes the biggest difference. This is like such
0: a like stoner thought here, but this Mm -hmm. is kind of like what I think COVID and the experience of quarantine and all the people, this great resignation that's happening. I think this is what's really happening to us as a society right now is like people are discovering like life didn't have to be that way. It didn't have to be that I worked at a desk job for hours and hours and hours and didn't see my child and didn't have a home life and worked my ass off for networking and all this other stuff. And I think people finally don't want to do that anymore. And, and it's going to be really it. Firstly, I never realized how linked those two things were until you were speaking. And secondly, it is going to be so fascinating. It is one of, I think, the beautiful things that came out of this horrendous time is going to be Watching how society changes in that way.
1: Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: One of the things I've told my yoga students over the years is like, you know, when we come from a place of lack, we don't make good decisions. So for instance, it's why you don't go gambling when you're broke. You don't go to (laughs) AC or Vegas when you're broke. I'm not saying that this has happened to either of you ladies, but if you've ever waited till last call to figure out who you want to make out with, it's not a great, the, the options are not great. Right? If you're waiting to the last minute, you're already wasted. Everyone is wasted. It's not, the the prime meat has left the building. Or it's like going to the grocery store hungry. We don't make good choices. Yeah. But when you go full or when you haven't waited until it's last call, you are like, I'm only going to bring into my life what's going to make it better because I'm already good. You know what I mean? And so that's really what you're saying. And I just really, like yeah. Ashley said, I kind of didn't put the two together, the manifestation yeah. and all that. So that's really quite quite enlightening.
0: You know, I'm having like, light bulb moment after light bulb Yay. moment after talking to you Um, my husband and I ha- have oh, wow. this thing that we call vortexing my husband's the king of finding money on the street like hundred dollar bills on the street love and that's it. usually how a vortex will start and then it turns into like you're getting different jobs and like things are just coming and we'll be like man we're vortexing right now it really again speaks to everything you're saying because it's when you feel good you feel empowered you feel like everything is going the way you want it to that's when more shit keeps coming like scary mommy Bobby Brown all that stuff
1: that happened to you exactly
0: yeah and I did find a hundred dollar bill at that point there you go so what are some other things we can do to support Mm -hmm. this manifestation self-discovery vortexing journey you know praying meditation books anything you
3: suggest listening to your podcast perhaps maybe I would say actually my shameless plug is going to be downloading my app. So I made an app. It's for affirmations. And it also has a ton of tools on manifestation. It has guided affirmations, guided visualizations, guided meditations. It has so many things you can set affirmation reminders. It has so many things to make it easier, make it part of your day. You can listen to it while you're commuting, you can set a reminder and it pops up probably right when you need it most. Like that to me is one of the most powerful tools because it's, digital it's easy and it's kind of everything you need all in one little spot but also I think you can do so many things like there's so many great books like lean into books talk to people about it don't be afraid to like seek out people and talk about it because we often think that this is such an inner journey it's kind of weird it's kind of woo woo I get it I was in a place where I told no one about it till I was like 20 and it's something that if you the more you talk about it like that shows your subconscious mind and the universe like you're proud of it and like you're like yeah I own this. Like, if we kind of stay hushed about it, if we're like, mm, I just want to keep it for myself, or I'm kind of uncomfortable with it, that's innately you feel uncomfortable, you're not gonna feel good, right? So talk about it, read books, or talk to like minded people about it. Maybe not in your friend circle, maybe other people. And also, my biggest thing is say you don't download the app, you want to do something free. I would just start by saying trying to say affirmations, I think is the easiest way. And if you can't say them, write them down in your journal. There's so many different techniques and tools to feel good. And if it has nothing to do with spirituality, think about what makes you happy. Maybe it's just sitting in your room for five minutes and just sitting there and observing. Maybe it's making yourself that cup of coffee and that type of coffee that you pay Starbucks $5 to do (laughs) because it's easier, but you can do it yourself. And you'll probably have way more fun doing it. So even those little things, like if you can prioritize the little things that make you feel good, that is part of the work. Like it's allowed to be fun. It's allowed to be self-fulfilling. Like it's not selfish. It's literally allows you to show up better for you everyone, including yourself. This was incredibly
0: enlightening. Sorry, Carrie, go ahead. Say what you need to say. (laughs) No, it is. I was just going to ask our final question, which
1: I again, I think you kind of answered a little bit, but like, how do you know you're on the right track? Like I've heard ask for a sign and then you see that sign, like in your opinion, is it when you feel the vortex? Like what is, how do you know you're like on the right path or does it not matter
3: really? It doesn't matter. I think that is coming from a place of self-doubt and I'm not trying to bash on anyone who feels that way because I feel that way often to and it's just a reminder that how are we gonna know is someone gonna tell me like you're doing good like and do I just need that validation when it comes down to it I just need validation because I'm scared and it's uncomfortable and it's new it's not normal for people to feel good all the time in our world we are in a world of constant complaining constant gossiping or frequent maybe not constant so it's not normal it's not our usual to be like yeah life is good I don't have much to complain about that's not normal yeah it is normal to sit there and vent and complain about little things or nitpick on someone's outfit who I don't even know like that type of stuff is what we do and that's okay but does that make you feel good or is that just time pass? I mean it makes <laughs> me feel a
0: little good when I talk about like celebrity gossip it's just like fun for me and it's I worry fine. that that makes me a bad person <laughs> I truly I worry that that means yeah. I'm like a bitch
3: maybe a little No bit. it doesn't make you a bad person so those types of things if that makes you have fun like that's okay as long as you don't bring it into your own energy as long as you're like, Hmm, I'm not as good as that celebrity. I'm not making that much money as that celebrity. As long as it doesn't bring those types of thoughts, you're fine. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. You just need to watch how it's affecting you. No looking
1: at JLo's 52 year old body. Cause that definitely makes
3: me feel bad about myself. Use it as inspo. If it's possible for her, it's possible for me. Like she looks great. I look great in my own way too. Like I don't have to be her. That's her way of showing up. I can look great in my own way. And she talks so much actually speaking of JLo talks so much about affirmations because that is something that's super close to her heart yeah. and I think it's really cool because like I really think like you, your body, physical body, it starts to shift when you start to do this work. I've noticed my body shift. I've noticed so many things shift in things that I like egotistically wanted and I'm like, oh hello, like <laughs> a little bit of ab today. Wow. <laughs> I
1: think one of the again aha moments of what you just said, all jokes aside about, you know, JLo's <laughs> body is that if you're looking for approval from whatever, the universe or whatever, it goes back to that origin feeling of needing to feel enough. It all comes back to like, if you need something externally to tell you you're doing good, you're okay, then the real work is actually somewhere else. It's that not needing anyone else to tell you it.
3: Yeah, and how to get there, like for anyone listening, if you're like, okay, what do I do? I would recommend for structure, it's okay if you vary from the structure, but if you need something, I would say start by for the next two three weeks every day trying to repeat to yourself I love and approve of myself that is to me one of the most like holistic affirmations that everybody can always use like loving yourself and approving yourself and it might be surface level love for yourself like I like my eyebrows or it might be deeper love. Like I like the way I treat people and letting yourself say that affirmation. Some people say, say it a hundred times a day, go as much as you want. Just embody that. Try and remind yourself, put it as a timer reminder on your phone, write it down on your mirror. Just let that kind of be your affirmation for the next few weeks and see how you feel. Maybe nothing major manifests. Maybe you just feel like I'm okay. And yeah. that's a really good place to start. Kyle,
0: I have so enjoyed this conversation with you. I thank you. Really- Really, I feel like I can watch every manifestation TikTok now and just be like, oh, shut up. And just keep scrolling because like, <laughs> I feel like I know, wait for it, the secret. I love
1: it. Can we maybe have you back for like another touch-in at some point? Touch-in sounded weird. I that was that. not the right word <laughs> phrase. I need it.
3: He is. I love it.
0: Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, plug yourself. Tell them yeah. everything. Plug the app. Perfect.
3: Everything for me is under Affirmation Addict. So Instagram, I post, very consistently at affirmation addict and tiktok i'm working on so feel free to support there but that is yeah that is a beast of its own um i have a podcast called the affirmation addict podcast and then the biggest thing i would recommend is check out my app it's a free seven day trial and it's called affirm it so it's available on ios and android and that's kind of that little in your pocket tool that has affirmations for every category guided visualizations sleep affirmations you can listen to while you sleep Um, just some really cool tools to help you on your journey. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys enjoy. Oh my God, I love this. This was so good.
1: Thank, thank you, you so much. Guys, I'm going to manifest us talking about hot
0: goss. Should we do it? Can I start? The gift that keeps on giving. JLo and Ben Affleck are Instagram official. Not only are they Instagram official in what might be the hottest hottest picture. I Don't know at what point in my life I became such a J Lo Ben Affleck stan because I remember the first time they were together I hated on it so hard. The touching of the
1: ass is so. Oh, the
0: ass picture that we referenced. He did it, and I believe they. You know what? Here's the thing: these two are fucking paparazzi. Hey. they? She they has always her own personal been,
1: photographer that travels everywhere with her.
0: They have always been whores. Remember when he was dating Anna DeArmas Armas, and yes. every fucking morning we saw them walking their dogs, Dunkin' like, Donuts. Yes, these two are big fans of the old school Hollywood PR machine, and, and God it is bless, we are here for, for it. Me. We are here for it. He was wearing the watch. <sighs> the second ass
1: touch. He was wearing the same. Watch from the Jenny from the Block video. He brought it
0: back. Same watch. She's wearing a bedazzled necklace that says Ben. Which also... Listen, in any other situation, I'd be like, this is, okay, really gross. But, like, I'm here for it right now. You know, they say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone.
1: And, Lord, she is. What is there even to get over with,
0: A-Rod? Fuck him. Also,
1: I I sent you the clip of her on that. what, uh, watch what happens live. And they were talking about all the long sleeve he wears on a yacht. Who, A-Rod? No, uh, Ben. Because every time they're on a yacht, he's wearing long sleeves. Oh, he doesn't like to get burnt? Sorry, I can't even, I can't even, I'm cracking. I didn't see it. He's what like, it, why is, you have to say Why it? does Ben always wear long sleeves on the yacht? And he's like, is it because of this? And he shows the back tattoo. And JLo goes, it's so terrible, isn't it? It's so terrible. Talking about his Rising Phoenix dragon tattoo. Right. I don't know if it was recent or before. I actually don't know which.
0: Okay. Oh my God, that's amazing. I was like, Ugh. oh God. Guys, I just, I just want to watch them have sex. I know that's such a creepy— We will never have a
1: sex tape, but I would love to see that sex tape. I bet you it involves JLo looking in the mirror at herself.
0: And he's possibly oh, speaking in yes, Spanish. 100. And he is smacking her ass so much. He is, like, so into Spanish. that big ass of hers. Oh, he's definitely saying, Mommy, we've gone over this. Uh, here's my concern. Here's my concern. They broke up the first time because of overexposure. Oof, they're going hard too hard. Guys— Go the road less traveled, please, please. I mean, we all want it. Also, don't because I'm. I really want to watch like, don't. it. Don't. <laughs> right. Also, like go the road less traveled, but like put out a sex yeah. tape so that we can all get what we need, and then like just you know stop with the paparazzi photos. Also, I think so Ben much. has lost weight since dating her. Yeah, he's looking fine. Is it, he's he like is back looking, to like peak. Yeah, he's looking like Pearl Harbor yes. Ben Affleck, which is the Ben Affleck of my heart. The reason I saw Pearl Harbor four times in the movie theater, don't at me about at, about that at all. <laughs> but what is the glow up? You think she's like, you cannot be around
1: me? Or do you think he just knows he has to like bring it?
0: Uh, I think it's a little of both. I mean, listen, we all know what it is when you're with a guy who's like, you know, listen, your look needs a little yes. zhuzhing. Like when I first started dating matt he would make his own jorts and um fun fact he was a brooklyn hipster making his own jorts and i had to draw the line and i said if you want to go out with me in public you cannot wear those i will not go out in public with you in those popper pushers um popper being p-a-u-p-e-r not john popper the amazing no (laughs) Music. no and you know what they all disappeared
1: Yep. she probably has them working out with her with her trainer i'm and- sure he wants to he is
0: with j-lo he wants to look good and also they're probably having so much sex oh, so much sex so Although, much sex you know what's crazy this time around like how do you think menopause changes those things She has creme de la mer up in her pussy.
1: Probably. It is juicy up there. She's taking any kind of supplements. I think girls doing it. And
0: I'm not trying to be ageist. I'm just wondering, I haven't gone through this. I don't know. All I've heard are pretty scary stories about this. So I wonder, like, when you're young, when you're in your 20s and early 30s, and you're dating somebody, like, you want to do it all the time. Do you want to do it anyway? Like, it's a lot of work. I think when it's new, yes.
1: And so it's still new. So I think they still want to do it all. All the time who knows I don't know
0: all right. Well, anyway, we're here for it. Okay, moving on. I don't know anything about this next okay. thing, so you have to teach so me. So I saw a TikTok. Okay, firstly, you don't know what C-Dan is. C-Dan stands no. for Crazy Days and Nights. It is mois du where they just put out blind items. Apparently, this guy who is very entrenched in Hollywood gets all kinds of information, and he puts out blind items on Crazy Days and Nights. He has been around for a very long time. He also goes by NT Lawyer. Oh, right, right. You told me this that, the same mm-hmm. guy. So apparently there was a blind, which he usually will reveal at some point. And the blind was about somebody who all his ex-girlfriends know that he has a fetish for pregnant women. He likes to have sex with pregnant women. And it was revealed to be Seth McFarlane of Family Guy, creator of Family Guy, uh, creator of Ted, voice of Ted, voice of Peter Griffin. You know, that guy. How do you find Seth? Single pregnant ladies all pregnant the time. Pregnant women do porn there are pregnant porn people so and is fine. he just like paying I don't know pregnant ladies to fuck I don't know but he's like apparently cheating on women to have sex with pregnant ladies you know what I think this is revolutionary for pregnant women who usually
1: feel like bloated pieces of shit Lee said that he started to notice pregnant women when I was pregnant he thought he thought that I was very beautiful pregnant we had this discussion I think whatever podcast we were on we talked about this yes. that he never really like noticed pregnant women in that way until I was pregnant and
0: pre- Pregnant women are really beautiful, you know? Like, of course, there are, like, people who have issues with pregnancy and stuff like that. But there are definitely, like, your skin is more glowy. I mean, I felt like for the first time in my life, I wasn't insecure about my body. Like, even when I was at my thinnest, I never felt like I was really in that great of shape. When you're pregnant, you don't have a pooch. You have a belly. And everything else looked pretty good. It's kind of firm. It's big and firm. Yeah. And there's a purpose for it. It's not just, like, I'm fat. It's, like, you got a baby. In there, I don't know. I like being pregnant. I'm, I kind of support this, minus the cheating on women thing.
1: I like to think that this next thing happened. So if Kyle did. Richards, no, I know, but I like to think she was like making a TikTok video or selfieing, and she wasn't looking in front of her. And then she walked into a beehive. So Kyle Richards is hospitalized after walking into a beehive. <laughs>
0: Here's why I like this. Anyone who watches Real Housewives, it has everything. <laughs> the story has everything. <laughs> Anyone who watches Real Housewives of Beverly Hills knows that we. We love Kyle Richards for her dedication to being an anxiety queen. She is the queen of anxiety in the most realistic way like she freaks out about very normal shit like I identify with her so I just feel like I mean I don't even understand how it happened but however it happened seems very on brand to me it seems on brand (laughs) that like apparently she's very allergic to bees like she could have died let's say I am not I don't know I've never been stung by a bee I don't plan on ever being stung by a bee but if I weren't I would still insist on being hospitalized after walking into (laughs) a beehive so um I stand this anxiety queen because of this. <laughs> okay. Mark Jacobs facelift and reveal. <sighs> Ugh. I mean, he's like three days into it, so I guess we got to give it time, but... Also, that
1: picture where he looks like he's in a coffin, but it's a hospital bed. Like, who took that picture? Why is he holding, like, a weird
0: vial? It's just creepy. That's the thing. Like, he kind of looks like old school Dracula.
1: Like, more so than he ever did. He's also over-dyeing his hair and his beard black. It's that creepy grandma black that just ages you. Like, just be a silver fox. Do the hair dye the right way. Don't have one just... It looks like he has Sharpie all over his face. Like, there's a bunch of... Just issues with Yeah, this. he like, just
0: seems very vain. And, you know, also, if a woman were, like, live Instagramming that she had a facelift and the after pictures and stuff, like, would people react the same way? He's being praised— For, like, getting it snatched and all this other stuff. I'm here for a woman admitting, hey, I just had a facelift. Here's how many. This is me out of recovery. Like, I think that would be fascinating to watch. But would we as society be as gung-ho about it? Okay, you take this next one. Because this is, honestly, this is this one is where I'm like, huh?
1: Brittany, in multiple Instagram posts, because, you know, she do like to post the same picture or very close to the same picture with a different filter on it. She first posted a picture of her in June. Jean short cutoffs rolled down in a typical Britney fashion. Her holding, topless, holding her boobs together. And the caption was something like... It was like emojis. It's like something ridiculous that had nothing to do with her boobs. Right. Right? It was just like, when Jesus says a prayer, you know, whatever. It's always random. Then the next day, she posted kind of the similar picture, except her hands were down. She used a filter that put like little- Like
0: a twinkle, like a glitter twinkle thing. Yeah.
1: On where her nipples would be. So it's like almost the same picture, except she was purposely letting the nips slip on the second picture. Yeah. And previous before this, she had posted that Mahendi henna tattoo thing that she had posted like a year ago. And so there's been back and forth like, for a while, we're like, finally, Britney is controlling her Instagram after all this, like, court conservatorship. Then there was the Mahendi tattoo, and we're like, ooh, that sounds like she's not doing her social media because she was posting it like it was today, and yet it was definitely the same exact post from, like, a year and a half ago. And then she posted this nipple pic We're like, first of all, I'm dizzied. Who is controlling your socials? Second of all, same picture twice except once with
0: a glitter nipple. Ugh, Britney. I have a development for you on all of this. Oh, that, oh, God. I mean, the me. only reason I could see her posting this boob picture is like it's a freedom thing for her. I, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. get it. I'm not I'm not going to try and make sense of it. But, uh, Jamie, you know, this whole Jamie Lynn Spears thing where many years ago, somebody on Twitter was like, what's your favorite place to go on vacation? And she said, my family owns a condo in Destin, Florida, which, by the way, that's a whole other thing we don't need to get into. But like, I've been to Destin, Florida. This is the destination that everyone in the Spears family decided they needed to buy a condo. Yeah, I've not, whatever. Yeah. But also Brittany owns it. Right. Britney owns it all this stuff has come out so she posted something recently Jamie Lynn where she was making a dig at that and said I don't need to go to the condo in Destin I don't need to go to my sister's condo or something when I can stay at the Ritz and then she posted a story and it was like of her husband sitting at two computers looking at his phone and it said he's always working and she covered it up in that one but in another one if you look at his phone he is looking at Britney's inside. Instagram so now people are wondering does he run Britney's Instagram oh very turn uh, very fun turn of events very interesting where this is all going Uh uh-huh he does work very hard Mm. to cover up the truth or or I I, you know maybe the boobs is just to make her look crazy which is what they were trying to do they've been trying to make her look crazy I don't know I don't know But like how did he get a picture of her uh, anyway I mean, maybe they forced her to take it. I don't know. So much <sighs> so shit sad. is coming out about this conservatorship that is just like, it is sad. It's disgusting. It is, you know, but it's being taken care of. We're, we're seeing a lot of. Uh, Hopefully. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. <laughs> okay. Lisa Rinna's daughter, Amelia Hamlin, who has slowly morphed into Kourtney Kardashian, Sophia Ritchie. Yep. You know, she's dating Scott Disick. Yeah, on this season of Beverly Hills, Rina, Rina, and Harry Hamlin are both making it seem like they're so against it. Let us not forget, Lisa Rinna was a Depends spokesperson. This bitch will do whatever she needs to do for money. And I mean bitch in the most admirable of ways, honestly. She will do whatever she needs to do for money. I don't think for one second she was not behind this entire Scott Disick, oh, yeah. Amelia Hamlin thing. She's trying to be the next Mama Dash. Yes. Yeah. but I feel I get so angry that they're lying to me that they want me to believe that that's not the case when it is. That's all I need to say about that. I just needed to vocalize that. I love how upset you are. Matt's even more upset. He's the one that started this whole Like, he was like, not a chance Lisa Rinna isn't doing this, (laughs) He is so upset about it. But anyway. Oh, God, this next one. Okay, so Kanye had the record release party at
1: a stadium in Atlanta or a single release or whatever. And then he decided he was going to live in the stadium. Live in a mother
0: effing- After the show. It's been, the show happened. He's done the show and he's still living there. He's
1: like, I'm not gonna leave. He's like that person at a party that like you're cleaning up and they're just like, it's so good seeing you again. I really missed you. And then they just stay. You're like, yo, everyone has left. Please leave. Who the frick? moves into a stadium. They're not known to be comfortable stadiums. They're not known to be destinations to sleep over. He has moved into an Atlanta stadium to finish writing the album.
0: I don't even know why he moved there. He said it's because he said it feels good or whatever. He said it feels good to him, which guys, can we stop pretending Kanye is not mentally ill? Can we stop?
1: I just want to see what kind of
0: setup he has.
1: Like, did he get like, a, like a He's, like a trailer in the middle of the stadium, or is he like in one of the VIP rooms, just like on a couch? No, like they what? said he had
0: to order a bed. He ordered a bed there. Like, what does that look like? Living in a stadium. The whole scenario is so strange. So he did the show. I've talked about this before. I really love Kanye. I think he's very talented. He is just mentally but ill. he is, is very, he, he is not there. I think he doesn't take his medication. He feels like it stifles his genius. And yet
1: he's not under a uh, conservatorship. Yeah.
0: There are so many people I could point out that are not under conservatorship. Whatever. Fuck the patriarchy. Anyway. Also, how much is Kim Kardashian being like,
1: oh God, thank okay. God we're not together. Wait,
0: 100. So Kanye... Kanye did this show for his new album, Donda, where he had some hundreds of thousands of people in this stadium, right? He wore all red. He had, like, pantyhose. I'm sure it wasn't actually pantyhose (laughs) for him, but he had pantyhose over his head. Over his face. And then Kim went, and Kim was dressed head-to-toe red, very much in an outfit that he obviously picked out for her. her. He was wearing his Gap His
1: Yeezy for Gap jacket. Yep,
0: yep. He did this song that's all about losing his family. He breaks down in tears. Kim is there. Everyone's like, did Kim know? Apparently she signed off on this. The line between reality, mental illness, and like some other parallel universe is just all, (laughs) it is very fuzzy with this entire thing. And people continue to play into this thing with Kanye and he is also not well. He is not well. And he lives in a stadium now. What happens when they need to They play a, a play a game you think he's stadium. like breaking into the concession stand and like eating churros at three in the morning because i would or like nachos with the melted velveeta cheese chili dogs and nat light beer <laughs> maybe i got it all wrong maybe he's not mentally ill maybe he is living his best life living the dream drinking bud lights off the tap soft pretzels god in the florida stadiums they have arrepas. repas and honestly that's where i want to be because i would eat all day long <laughs> corn and cheese and deliciousness. Mm. And that's hot goss. Hot goss. Should we swag it up? Yeah. Hashtag swag bag. The LumiCube mobile creator kit. Now, LumiCube should be doing the right thing because they work with influencers. And I'm going to go ahead and say, in this, we are influencing. But it is just like a little tripod that holds your phone, comes with a really nice, audio mic, and a really nice light. I have my phone set up on here to video record this for making this into social content. But if you create any kind of video, if you have webinars you have to do for work, if there's anything you need to create video for. If you just want to take a really hot, instagram yeah picture. you just which i don't do but like if that's your thing like whatever it is it comes with the lighting send yourself having sex j-lo and ben affleck this would be great for you god Loomy Cube, <laughs> forget about us do the right thing send j-lo and ben affleck one so we can all get the video we need seriously well lit every <laughs> sound ew that was so gross <laughs> i can't believe i just did that my dad is gonna get mommy mommy Ew. Oh my God. Sorry, dad. (laughs) Every time we do something bad, I have to apologize to my dad because he's the only one that listens and I have to be embarrassed. He's probably stopped (laughs) at this point. Yeah. He's like, I, Ashley, I'm, I'm embarrassed and ashamed, but yeah, I think it's 175lumicube.com and it is really pretty fantastic. I mean, it's not cheap, but individually you'd be paying for all these different things and it's, it's a pretty great piece of equipment.
1: Okay, mine is also kind of expensive, but it, it made our dreams come true. We bought a metal detector. After talking about buying a metal <laughs> detector, <laughs> we should post on our socials the picture of Lee <laughs> oh using God. it. <laughs> Lee and I, during the very beginning of quarantine, what, two years ago when we moved to the beach, when Mom triage all started, we lived at the beach for a while and we kept saying we should buy a Metal detector, because all we're doing is just like walking the beach. We should have done it then because we would have gone every day and there was winter, so there's storms. Anyway, we took it to the beach on our vacation, which was like not a vacation. So we metal detected only for a short period of time. But during that time, we found lots of metal, not anything that is yeah, worth like, anything. What money. metal did you find? We found like um, portions of metal that you'd put in like a pop-up tent that probably fell out we found lots of beer bottle caps <laughs> it is so fun i highly recommend it's the thrill metal of the find We also didn't give it enough time. Like the water, the water's edge is the best place to do it. And it was just like too hot. We are definitely going to get full use of this metal detector. It makes you feel like a kid. You're like, Goonies, never say die. Like even just the possibility of finding something. And then hot tip, if you are like me and Lee, which I hope you are not. I don't wish that (laughs) on anybody. But if you are like me and Lee, I could sit at the beach all day long. I am a beach girl. I'm from a beach town. I used to go at 10, 9 a.m. and leave at 5 p.m. I could, I do not get bored at the beach. Lee cannot sit still no me neither he needs to be always doing something at the beach so what he used to do when we didn't have a kid or maybe sometimes when we do have a kid is take long walks and I'm like two hours later where's Lee I have no idea now I can say hey Lee why
0: don't you go find some bottle caps
1: why don't you find some treasure so it gives him something to do fully covered in clothes wearing like an old man like literally grumpy old man hat big ear things full dork dad potential here. But it gives the person in your relationship that can't sit still something to do and maybe possibly have a good outcome from that.
0: What a gift. All right, guys. What a great show. And on that note, (laughs) we love you all. Bye. 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 So go ahead, girl.
1: Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast, written and produced by Ashley Herring smith and Carrie Sotero, recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at MamaDramaBand or MamaDramaBand.com.